Turkey hunting is one of my favorite things. And one of the key tools I use for turkey hunting is the Onyx Hunt Map. I use it incessantly when I'm hunting turkeys. Being able to find a new piece of public or gaining permission on private opens up opportunities for gobblers. Onyx Hunt has a special offer for you this spring. Use the code MEATEATER to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com hunt. You'll find more birds this season. I'm telling you, I rely on Onyx Hunt when I'm hunting turkeys. It is an invaluable turkey hunting tool. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. Yeah, Steve, they're very comfortable, they're very fashionable, and I enjoy wearing mine around the office and anywhere I go. Stop by your local Tacova's store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacova's.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newharth, and today we're joined by Brody Henderson, Ryan Callahan, Giannis Putellis, Tressa Croker, Rick Hutton, Hayden Samick, Cordy Calkins, and Carl Young. Now, Carl, this is your first time on the show, so tell folks what you do at FHF. So I just do customer service work over at FHF and uh, harass Rick as much as possible. Mm, Rick, mm. is that is that whole yeah, true? Yeah, no, that's true. He's pretty... He's you know, good at one of those things, bad at the other. So. Okay. <laughs> Carl, are you like the customer service at FHF? So I'm the one who answers most of the phone calls, um, but I do split that duty with another gentleman named Jake. So if you call FHF to complain about something that Rick did, you would talk to Carl. Yes. Right? And that goes right to your cell phone. We were just sitting here before the show, and he was getting a customer service call. You're going to call him back after this, right? Absolutely, I will. Okay. How long have you been uh, cultivating lettuce on the side? Oh, you know, probably about, you know, <laughs> three or four years now. Yeah. Fa- finally made the full commit to a mullet about two months ago. Yeah, so, it's flowing. Thank you. I appreciate flowing. that. It yeah. looks good. Yeah. I think, cultivating uh, lettuce on the side? I didn't get that either. Yeah, like so, so like this, <laughs> this is Hell what you would call lettuce. This stuff in the back. Got we're, it. We're describing hockey hair. Yes. A big flowing moule. Yes. <laughs> Beautifully put. You Looks good. Hear Thank it you. through the phone if you call FHF. <laughs> now, if you're not familiar, this is a 10-round quiz show with questions from Meat Eater's four verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking, and there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. Each week here on Trivia, we reveal a new stat. A few games ago, we looked at a stat about the amount of questions that are asked where no one gets the right answer. This happens about 7% of the time. Well, today, we're looking at questions asked where everyone gets the right answer. After going through each episode, I've learned that about 5% of the time, the entire room gets the right answer. So to reiterate, 7% of the time, no one gets it right. 
and 5% of the time, everyone gets it right. Do you feel like you've failed when you ask a question that everyone gets right? I don't love it. You're, you're right about that, Brody, <laughs> but finding that it's only 5% of the time, I feel okay about that. Then it's yeah. every other episode then that it happens. Yeah, it's like a charitable gift at that point. Sure. <laughs> yeah. A bone. Mm-hmm. All right, now here's our zero percenter question of the week. This is from episode 329, and the topic is conservation. If you know the answer, you can just shout it out. What Great Lakes state has the most plants and animals on the endangered species list? New York. Michigan. No and no. Ohio. No. Maine. The correct answer is Illinois, which nobody got again. Now, the incorrect answer is given on that show were Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio, New York, and Wisconsin, which is damn near the whole region. Oh, I remember the, the uh, discussion about this one. It had to do with a lot of uh, freshwater mussels in rivers. Was That's that right. correct? That's right. Yeah. Cal even helped out the room, said, you yep. know, usually these lists are chock full of bivalves, uh, yet nobody got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have some housekeeping to get to. On episode 412, which was not that long ago, we started doing the zero percenter question of the week. This was met with criticism from Brody. Play the clip, Phil. (laughs) So this week, we're adding a new installment where before we play, I'm going to ask you guys one of the zero percenter questions to see if you've retained anything from Meat Eater Trivia. (laughs) But hold on, that doesn't count in the the main game? It's not part of the game. Not part of the game. We're just oh, gonna like see. a little bonus fun. That's right. We're just going to see what you learned. Here's like the first it. one. This was from episode 339, and the topic was fishing. If you know the answer, you can just shout it out. In 1998, <laughs> Congress voted to make this body of water the sixth Great Lake, but had the status removed 18 days later after a nationwide uproar. Aren't we d- Lake Champlain. You remember that? I yeah, I mean, don't, because don't, like, you tell us the answers after everyone gets them wrong. Well, we're, yeah, here's, you said retaining this, it. This is the experiment, Brody. We're going to see if you remembered were what you the answers were. Were you not listening to what he just said? I don't think we have a good listener in the room. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have an angry listener in the room. Well, no, I just, I, I don't. Grumpy listener. <laughs> no, it's got nothing to do. This is like, All right, I got it right. It's Lake Champlain. The answers that we had given were Lake St. Clair and Lake Tahoe. But as Grumpy Brody said, the correct answer was Lake Champlain. Listen, this guy's nothing to do with being grumpy. We're just like repeating answers that were already given. Brody, you you know the point. All right. Now, as you heard there, Grumpy Brody insisted this was a dumb idea. But now I want to share with you where this idea came from. This is from episode 404. Play the clip, Phil. What was, the, this, what was the Shelby index on that one? Well, that was before we had it, so I don't, I don't recall what it was. Uh, but in the 45 episodes since, we've had zero games where the winner got four correct answers and just two games where the winner got five. You should ask us a question that everyone missed and see if we got smarter. You know, I thought about it, but the problem is some folks uh, obviously we did that episode, other ones were. So I've, I've considered the idea, but I thought it would be, uh, well, one, I don't think it'd be real fun for the audience, and two, I think it'd be unfair to No, I'm just saying, like, not part of the game, just to mm. warm things up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> see, what a, it was a good idea. <laughs> now, Brody, what oh, do you have to say for yourself after hearing those two clips? Sometimes you have a good idea that turns out to be a bad idea. Okay, and where do you fall currently on this idea, good mm, or bad? I think it's a waste of time to go over old news. <laughs> okay, sticking with the episode 412 attitude and saying episode 404, Brody, was an idiot. Is that right? I'll let you know the next time I have another good idea. Okay. It's hard to think critically about... Uh, populated areas of the country. Like, it's like, well, to me, it's all dirty, so everything's <laughs> got to be endangered over there. 
<laughs> hey, have we really played 404 games of trivia? No, this drops in the main meat eater feed. I think we're up to almost 50, though. Got, oh, I see. So that it's it, it counts within meat eaters. That's numbers. right. Now, the Shelby index for this round is a four, so our winner should get about eight correct answers. With that, we're on to the game of trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? Just tend to win everything. Game on, suckers! Question one, the topic is fishing, and as always, this will be multiple choice. What does the A in scuba stand for? Is it aquatic, apparatus, atmosphere, or anchor? Again, Such what, good nautical terms. What does the A in scuba stand for? Aquatic, apparatus, atmosphere, or anchor? Few folks knew this one before we even got to the choices. Brody, you got this one right? Yeah. Okay. Never done it, but I'm pretty sure I got it right. Again, choices are aquatic, apparatus, atmosphere, or anchor. I got uh, certified when I was a kid. Fishing, huh? Fishing. Actually, uh, (laughs) yeah. Scuba dived in uh, Flathead Lake. Oh, nice. Yeah, miserable experience. Some cold water. Oh, cold. Like, like. But uh, clear. Clear, dark, cold. Like, I'm not doing it again. Haven't gone back. Does everybody but, have an answer? Does Flathead have uh, one of those uh, mystery monsters that's supposed to be there? It yeah. does. Yeah. Flathead Lake Monster. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Carl saying apparatus. Hayden saying apparatus. Rick saying apparatus. Brody saying apparatus. Corey saying aquatic. Cal saying apparatus. Tressa saying aquatic. Giannis saying apparatus. The correct answer is apparatus. The full SCUBA acronym stands for Self-Contained Underwater Breathing Apparatus. It was coined by Dr. Christian Lambertston in 1954, who was renaming his previous invention, the LaRue. LaRue was also an acronym, which meant the Lambertson Amphibious Respiratory Unit. SCUBA's much neater. I like it. Question two, the topic is cooking. What is the name for the Cajun sausage that's traditionally made with liver and rice? What's the name for the Cajun sausage that's traditionally made with liver and rice? I feel like this could be one that... You going to try to argue? Nope. I feel like (laughs) this could be one of your five percenters. Oh, okay. Well, uh, there were some quick answers in the room. We don't have many Southerners in here, but I think folks know this one. Again, what is the name for the Cajun sausage that's traditionally made with liver and rice? I got a lot of liver stockpiled in the freezer right now. How's that specifically stuff for it? Seems to do um, real well, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it kind of goes past the point of me eating it with eggs for breakfast, but <laughs> in sausage, it's good. Ricky, good? Tressa, uh, yeah. good? Go ahead and reveal yeah. your answers. We have Carl saying Boudin, Hayden saying Boudin, Rick without an answer, Brody saying Boudin, Corey saying Andouli, Cal saying Boudin, Tressa saying Boudin, question mark, and Giannis saying Boudin. They got it. The correct answer is Boudin. 
Boudin was invented hundreds of years ago by people who migrated to Louisiana from Nova Scotia and France. A traditional recipe uses pork meat, organ meat, rice, onions, bell peppers, celery, and lots of Creole spices. If you want to learn how to make it, then go to TheMeatEater.com and check out Jean-Paul Bourgeois' recipe called Goose Boudin Sausage. Question three, the topic is conservation. This next great question comes to us via Zach Green. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. Considered a near-threatened species, this is the only venomous lizard that's native to the United States. Considered a near-threatened species, this is the only venomous lizard that's native to the United States. Quick answers again from Carl Brody Hayden. Giannis doesn't know it quite yet. I wanted one of these things for a pet when I was a kid. Mm. I could give Still a hint. Still like to have one. I could give a hint to Giannis. I'm sure it's highly illegal to own one of these things for a pet. Hayden, you know this one. Yeah, I think so. Rick, you got this? Uh, I, f- I feel like I do. Okay. Might be wrong, though. Again, the question is considered a near-threatened species. This is the only venomous lizard that's native to the United States. I'm drawing a blank. Brody, you ever watch uh, an old documentary, Elephant in the Living Room? I don't think so. I, I mean, can't maybe, find I, it. I, I can't mean, find it. But I'm sure someone will message in. But uh, it's about the uh, like illegal pet trade and like all these venomous oh, snakes really? and lizards. It's wild. They go into the shows undercover. People have like... Like it's like a serious documentary. Yeah. Yeah. It was one made for the awareness of like how there's like no regulation on it. It's pretty mm. wild. I remember I watched it years ago and I can't find it again, but it was good. But people were buying like African pit vipers and stuff for their kids. <laughs> and they're in, oh, yeah, they're in, they're in gladware on. containers <laughs> with little holes cut in the top, duct taped. Have you ever been to the Hamburg show? Yeah, that show. Well, I haven't been, but I know about that show. It's yeah. gnarly. The <laughs> amount of reptiles in that building is yeah. is pretty. Isn't crazy. that the largest in the country? Or one of them? It's one of the biggest yeah. ones. Yeah, for sure. I was working um, with the U.S. Park System on, um, you know, trying to see if if we could pull off a show down like Big Cypress Preserve, and oh. um, the guy I was talking to got really frustrated. He said, "You want me to just tell you how it is?" It's like <laughs> people think that iguanas are falling out of trees because one person decided to let their iguana go because it got too big. Or one person let their tegu lizard go because it got too big, or boa, or whatever. He's like, we raise hundreds of thousands of these things in farms in Florida legally. Every time there's a storm, fences go down, and hundreds of thousands of these things get loose. He's like, it's an industry down here. He's like, it is not people letting their pets go. Cal, do you have an answer? Yeah. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. I might be hung up we on We have Carl saying Gila Monster. Hayden saying Gila Monster. Rick saying Gila Monster. Brody saying Gila Monster. Corey saying Gila Monster. Cal saying Gila Monster. Tressa saying Gecko. Giannis oh. saying Gila Monster. So we close to a 5%. Yeah. Correct answer yeah. is Gila Monster. Gila monsters are found in Mexico as well as Arizona, California, Nevada, Utah, and New Mexico. Along with Komodo dragons and Mexican beaded lizards, Gila monsters are some of the only venomous lizards in the world. Measuring up to 22 inches long, they are also considered the biggest lizard that's native to the United States. You guys ever see one on a coos deer hunt, Giannis? 
No, sir. No. I, I have a I have a question. I saw it one once on, as a kid on the side of the road. Yeah. Yeah. I I was worried I was going to get that wrong because like the delineation between venomous and poisonous. What's what's the difference? Well, venomous, you have to be like bit by something that has the venom on their teeth, and poisonous would be like you ate the thing that is now making you sick. I think that's like oh. where the distinction is at. Yeah, oh. it's like a mechanism, like right, like it's like a Delivery. hypodermic needle delivery system. Oh, okay, gotcha. I thought I thought venomous. there was like something with like the Komodo dragon and the Gila monster, where like they had bacteria that just kind of like developed and hung out. That's the Komodo. Yeah. Yeah. Question for the topic is hunting. What duck is featured on the federal duck stamp that will expire on July 1st, 2023? Son Uh, of a fuck. (laughs) What duck is featured on the federal duck stamp that will expire on July 1st, 2023? I buy like three of these things a year. (laughs) I have no idea. Buy three more. Some quick answers in the room. Some not so confident folks. I'm very not confident. Mm. I would guess everybody has one of these things. I actually just not... took mine out of my wallet the other day oh, and set, no. it, set it in my little. You didn't folder. sit there and appreciate the art. I didn't. Okay. <coughs> Does everybody have an answer? I'm gonna change it. Again, what duck is featured on the federal duck stamp that will expire on July 1st, 2023? Is everybody ready? Yep. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Carl saying redhead, Hayden saying bufflehead, Rick saying a native one, (laughs) Brody saying cinnamon teal, Corey saying wood duck, Cal saying scop, Tressa saying teal, Giannis saying redhead. We have a correct answer in the room. It's redhead. Oh, I changed it nice. from redhead Carl and Giannis to cinnamon teal. Ah, I just took it out of the back of my phone two days ago. Well done. That's how I remember. I knew I, it had that color head. The artist of the current it. federal duck stamp is James Hotman, who's considered the winningest artist in duck stamp history. James has won the competition six times since the year 1990. His two brothers, Joseph and Robert, have also won the competition, which has inspired some to refer to them as the true duck dynasty. Question five. The topic is gear. This is our listener question of the week, which was won by Patrick Scari for sending this great question. Patrick is going to get a signed book by Steve. Named after America's largest land mammal, this clothing pattern was popularized by Woolrich in the 1850s. The topic is gear. Named after America's largest land mammal, this clothing pattern was popularized by Woolrich in the 1850s. The, the answer pattern, we're looking for has to do with pattern. the clothing pattern. That's right. It's named after America's largest land mammal. Yeah. Does anybody think they have this one right? I do. I okay. I feel Rick's strongly about the pattern. Okay. And I feel strongly about the mammal. However, I don't see how they connect at all. Okay. One more time here. <laughs> named after America's largest land mammal. This clothing pattern was popularized by Woolrich in the 1850s. Brody, do you have this one right? I think I got a shot. Okay. 1850s, long time ago. Did they even have popular clothing back then? We'll learn about that in the uh, follow-up factoid. Hmm. Do you have an answer, Giannis? No. Okay. Only a few folks have an answer right now. 
What do you mean by pattern? Yeah. Well, not going to give any further hints. <laughs> like, do you mean it's like a a pattern that you then build clothing off of? Or a camouflage pattern, for instance? Not giving any further hints. It's named after America's largest land mammal. This clothing pattern was popularized by Woolrich in the 1850s. Oh, wait. Giannis, you getting any closer to coming up with the answer, you think? No. How about you, Cal? No. I got an answer. (laughs) Okay. Giannis, I think we're waiting on you. Mm, Moving on. Yep. (laughs) Giannis? I'll just do a question mark, Giannis. Just push it through. (laughs) That's what I did on the one. Just let's keep her moving. Giannis. Giannis? I'm ready. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. No, no, he yeah, didn't yeah. have that written down when the bell rang. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go it. ahead and reveal your answers. We have Carl saying buffalo. Hayden saying, what's that say, Hayden? It says moose tracks. Moose tracks. Rick saying buffalo plaid. Brody saying buffalo plaid. Corey saying moose flannel. Cal saying plaid. Tressa without an answer. Giannis saying buffalo plaid. The correct answer is buffalo plaid. Mm. The room so did fairly do I well. Get this? If you just said buffalo or plaid, I'm not giving it to you. You had to put both those words together. Well, no, buffalo, I wouldn't plaid. give anybody who said buffalo this because that's the largest land mammal. You asked what the pattern was. Right, and it's buffalo plaid. The pattern plaid. was absolutely plaid. <laughs> buffalo plaid. <laughs> I can't Giannis, good. Yeah, you Listen, squeaked in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah good, good. Cow, we're not going to take it. it. Brody, what do you think of this? Brody, what do you think of this? I don't think we can give it to you, Cal. Really, why is that? Tell me. Because <laughs> it doesn't say what kind of plaid. There's uh, What kind of plaid is that you're wearing right now? It's not buffalo plaid. Let's hear the question again. Okay. Here's the question again. <laughs> and, how, and you tell me how this answer but doesn't Cal, pertain to the question because it's specifically. named after an animal. That's right. I told you how specific I needed it because and I told the time you frame. it's named after America's largest land mammal. This clothing pattern was popularized by Woolrich in the 1850s. Take it up with Spencer. I'm, I'm not getting involved. This pattern <laughs> was popularized by Woolrich in the 1850s. You uh, could just say that. Buffalo plaid. And the answer is plaid. <laughs> Although Woolrich is credited with mass producing the pattern in America, it was actually created in Scotland about 50 years prior. Buffalo plaid was often marketed to hunters and for good reason. According to Dr. Jay Neitz, a color vision researcher from the University of Washington, buffalo plaid could be considered the first digital camel pattern that humans produced. What, what colors were involved, Spencer? I think that the ones that you see from the advertisements are always your classic red and black for the buffalo mm. plaid. You know, I uh, oh, sat there and the red contemplated and putting buffalo in front of that uh, because I wrote it down immediately because <laughs> I knew the answer. But then I thought, no, this is an appropriate answer, and I'd rather just argue it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for giving us more content. Phil, we're halfway through the game of trivia. Give us a scoreboard update. Everybody is on the board. Uh, Corey and Tressa have one point apiece. Rick and Hayden and Cal all have three points. Four points, really. (laughs) (laughs) Carl and Brody have four points, and... With a perfect game, did not take Rick's advice oh. and write a question mark. It's Giannis Patelis with five points. Yanni. Thanks. Halfway Phil. through. Man, between streaming services, fitness apps, and delivery services, it's never ending. I'm talking about the, the, the subscriptions, the monthly dings on your credit card. Well, thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. 
Rocket Money is a personal finance app. It goes in and finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. Meaning, you know, like, let's say there's like a show that comes out and you want to watch it and you wind up doing like this free trial and you forget about it. And then two years later, you realize you're paying those hosers 12 bucks a month for something you don't use. It finds that stuff, cancels it and helps lower your bills so you can grow your savings instead. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all the app's features. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash meat eater. That's rocketmoney.com slash meat eater. Again, rocketmoney.com slash meat eater. Spring is a great time to do something with your family. Do some spring cleaning, which I kind of started today outside, planning outdoor activities, which I'm always doing, taking a little trip to Hawaii with your kids for spring break, which I just did, which was great. You know what else you can do for your family this spring? You can shop for life insurance with Policy Genius. Make that part of your financial planning for the year. I've said it before a, a thousand times. I'll say it again. When my wife and I, when we started having kids, we got serious about life insurance. And man, I felt so much better after we did. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just 292 bucks per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. It's policygenius.com. The single most valuable tool I have for chasing turkeys next to my scatter gun is the Onyx Hunt app. If I'm hunting turkeys, I'm using Onyx. If I'm not hunting turkeys, I'm using Onyx. I'm always using Onyx. I live by that stuff. I can't tell you the number of birds this app has put me on by allowing me to easily find new areas to hunt. It's invaluable. I use it all the time. Even properties I know super well. And I'm at my buddy Bubbly Doug's house. I'm using Onyx, and I've hunted this place a million times. With their compass mode, I can pinpoint exactly on the map where a gobble rang out from and then figure out the perfect spot to set up. Meaning, if I'm sitting there, let's say I'm at Bubbly Dogs, I'm in the navel, and I hear, pow, I'll like instinctively pull up Bubbly Doug's place on, on X, and I'll look at the topography, and I'll be like, oh, that sucker must be over in that little opening over there. Waypoints also, and the ability to share them. Okay, comes in handy every spring, whether that's revisiting old waypoints where I've been on birds before or sharing them to buddies to help put them on birds. This app will help you find more turkeys. Onyx Hunt has a special offer for you too. use code MEATEATER to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com slash hunt this turkey season. Question six, the topic is woodsmanship. What is the top-selling Girl Scout cookie? That's woodsmanship. <laughs> yes, don't get me started. Girl Scouts, <laughs> woodsman. What is the top-selling Girl Scout cookie? Some quick answers in the room. Ha. Do you know all the Girl Scout cookies, Cal? No, okay. absolutely not. In fact, I avoid the table when I see it. Tressa, were you ever in the Girl Scouts? I've heard this I before somewhere okay. else. 
I got a good guess. Again, what yeah. is the top-selling Girl Scout cookie? Topic is woodsmanship. Woodsmanship. <laughs> Girl Scouts. Woodswomanship. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer for what the top-selling Girl Scout cookie is? Brody. I got my answer. Like, I'm trying to think <clears throat> of another cookie, but I can't think How of many people buy Girl Scout cookies in this room? It seems like some end up in our house every year. It's been a while, but I've bought them in the past. Is everybody ready? Yes. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Carl saying Thin Mint. Hayden saying Tagalongs. Rick saying Sonoma. He means Samoa. Samoa, he means. (laughs) (laughs) But I like to drink wine, too. (laughs) (laughs) Brody saying Thin Mints. Corey saying Samoa. Cal saying Thin Mints. Tressa saying Samoa. Giannis saying Thin Mint. The correct answer is Thin Mints. According to the Girl Scouts, (laughs) (laughs) according to the Girl Scouts, their top seller is the Thin Mint. That's followed by Caramel Delights or Samoas in second, then Peanut Butter Patties or Tagalongs in third, then Dosey Dos or Peanut Butter Sandwiches in fourth, and then Lemonades or Lemon Ups in fifth. Similar to the Boy Scouts, one of the four Girl Scout pillars is outdoors, where they teach activities like camping, outdoor cooking, navigating, and more. I always thought it was such bullshit when they'd be running around selling cookies, and they'd be like, oh, you guys get to go sell these tubs of uncooked popcorn. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that popcorn. That's good shit. Cookies are way better. Yeah, Yeah, but come on. (laughs) I don't understand popcorn at all. No? No. Don't get it. Question seven. The topic is public lands. This next great question comes to us via Megan O'Merrill, who asked us to wish her boyfriend Nick a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Nick. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. This national park, which is located in Maine, is the first national park in America to see the sunrise each morning. This national park, which is located in Maine, is the first national park in America to see the sunrise each morning. Confident answer at Brody, it, who is staring at Giannis. Does it touch Giannis. the ocean? Not going to give you any hints. <laughs> does it involve a lighthouse? This national park, which is located in Maine, is the first national park in America to see the sunrise each morning. You know we're gaining like four minutes a day right now. Oh, Daylight. feels good. And this morning noticeable. was, I just was telling my girls when I went to wake them up, I'm like, it's the first morning that I've woken you guys up for school that you can see outside. Uh-huh. And what do they think of that? They're just kind of like, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Um, Brody, you know this. You're, you're pretty confident. I mean, I'm confident. Okay. I could be wrong. Stared across the room at Giannis. Well, this I wanna, might ruin I wanna, his perfect game. I'm trying to figure out if... How many national parks in Maine can you name? I can only name one, so that's the one I wrote down. Right. Yeah. I think the one I wrote down is in Maine. Is everybody ready? Might be a state park for all I know. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Carl saying Acadia. Hayden saying Maine Sunrise. Rick (laughs) saying Acadia. Brody saying Acadia. Corey saying Atlantic Tip. Hmm. Cal saying, what's that say, Cal? Katahdin. Tressa, without an answer, Giannis saying Acadia. The correct answer 
is Acadia National Park. Giannis keeps the perfect game going. Acadia sunrises are a popular tourist attraction, especially on New Year's Day. For half the year, it's actually the first place in the United States that sees the sunrise. One of the last sunrises is in Hawaii Volcanoes National Park, which happens about five hours later. Question eight, the topic is fishing. This micro spinner bait, which is sold by Johnson Fishing, was declared one of the 50 greatest lures of all time by Field and Stream. This micro spinner bait, which is sold by Johnson Fishing, was declared one of the 50 greatest lures of all time by Field and Stream. Giannis, our man with the perfect game, <laughs> looks like he doesn't know it. What's the definition of a spinner bait? And micro, for that matter. Let's not uh, <laughs> yeah. go too deep into that. Okay. <laughs> Again, this national park, which is located... I'm sorry, oh. that's the last question. <laughs> oh, just testing you, just testing you, everyone passed. Uh, this micro spinnerbait, which is sold by Johnson Fishing, was declared one of the 50 greatest lures of all time by Field and Stream. Brody, you know this. I'm pretty sure. Hayden, when you know when, this. Yeah, when was this? Uh... Last year. I'm worried that it's like... I feel like the top 50 is not really a big deal, though. I mean, in my family growing <laughs> up, it was like, if you were trout fishing with gear, it was like a lot of things were referred to as spinners. Yeah. Right? So I was like, yeah, but I like, think, oh, yeah, grab no. a spinner. Oh, now that, that's a tip, because my mind was in largemouth bass mm. spinner baits. That's like a, a I think, buzz bait. Here's the I'm question one more time. Or blade bait. Yeah, yeah. Blade this bait. micro mm. spinner bait, which is sold by Johnson Fishing, was declared one of the 50 greatest lures of all time by Field and Stream. It, it confuses me because they're like some baits that we referred to just by brand names. And I don't know if like Johnson is like a conglomerate. I don't think it's confusing one them. bit, Spencer. <laughs> is everybody ready? Let's go, go ahead for it. and reveal your answers. We have pounder. Carl saying rooster tail. Hayden saying Ooh. rooster tail. Rick saying rooster tail. Brody saying beetle spin. Corey saying Thomas Cyclone. Cal saying Panther Martin. That's a good answer. Tressa Cal. saying minnow. Giannis saying Blue Fox. We have a correct answer in the room. Ooh, Blue Fox is good, too. It's Beetle Spin. Nah. Brody got it right. Meat Spin? <laughs> <laughs> the Beetle Spin was created by Vigil Ward in 1958. The lure is a safety pin spinner bait with a Colorado blade on one side and plastic grub on the other. Although it's my favorite artificial lure for panfish, it'll also solicit bites from bass, catfish, and more. Phil, we have two questions left, and I think it just got interesting. Give us a scoreboard update. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, Tressa, Corey, Hayden, oh. Rick, and Cal are all out of the running. You but... can't keep me from playing. <laughs> first time player Carl Young has six points. Yeah, yeah, Carl. And now tied for first place are Brody and Giannis with seven points apiece. Wow. Deja vu all over again. Thank goodness Randall isn't here. <laughs> that was a crucial. That was a crucial question. question nine. The topic is cooking. This next great question comes to us via Chris Child. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. What are the two main ingredients in fry sauce? What are the two main ingredients in fry sauce? With how confident the room looks, this may be the five percenter. Brody was hoping for earlier. Again, what are the two main ingredients in fry sauce? 
Some people call it fancy sauce. Mm. Quick answers from everyone in the room. Is everybody ready? Not, no. Oh. I, I want to think a little Uh-oh. longer. Okay. I'm having a real hard time finding beetle spin on the internet. <laughs> I don't think you're trying very hard then. Is that beetle spin? Brody, is that the one that sometimes you find in a uh, in a fly assortment at a, a shop? No. No, not that no, one? No, it looks That's like a, a pistol Pete. It looks it? like a little Mr. Twister, but it's got a little spinner bait arm on it. Yeah, it's like take a spinner bait, oh. shrink it down, a little plastic, oh. very small. And then it's like got yeah, a that... tailless grub on the other side, or you, or sometimes the tail will have like two splits. Yeah, this it's is not be like, like what yeah. the bass folks call yeah. a blade bait. Cal, yeah. can you spin that around? It's not like a trout spinner. It's a spinner bait. That's not what we're thinking of, though. We're thinking of like a trout spinner, where it's like an. It, what we're thinking of specifically an inline spinner is what you would call it. So yeah. blue fox, panther mar, and rooster tail. Yeah. those are all inline spinners. Back to the fry when sauce. When someone says spinner bait, that's, that's what comes to mind. Mm. Are you well, ready? Yeah, he grew up with I, I, a I mean, have to be honest. Yeah, for me, it's fresh yeah. rooster tail. Yeah. 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 I think that's... inline spinners. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers again. This is the fry sauce question. We have Carl. Saying mayo ketchup, Hayden saying mayo ketchup, Nick saying ketchup mustard, Brody saying mayo sriracha, Corey saying ketchup mayo, Cal saying mayo ketchup, Tressa saying ketchup mayo, Giannis saying ketchup mayo. The correct answer is ketchup and mayonnaise. Giannis. Yes. Brody falls behind. (laughs) Fry sauce was invented in New Orleans in the early 1900s, but didn't gain popularity in America until about 50 years later. It's also been referred to as pink sauce, fancy sauce, and mayo chip. Most recipes call for one part ketchup and two parts mayo. So in other words, when you put mayo and ketchup on a burger, you're just... That's right, you're making fry sauce. Phil, we have one question left. Give us a scoreboard update. Uh, well, now it's down to Giannis and Brody. Oh, wait, no, I mean, technically Carl's still there, too. They both have seven points. So Carl and Brody have seven. Giannis has eight. So we need Giannis make to this get a good, this right. good question, Carl and Brody. We have one left right. or two left? One question left. You need to Woo. get this. If you get this right, you win the whole thing. <laughs> question 10, the topic is hunting. Pressure. This man who hosted the outdoor show Spook Nation was sentenced to 30 days in jail in 2013 for a poaching violation. Oh, what? This man who hosted the outdoor show Spook Nation was sentenced to 30 days in jail in 2013 for a poaching violation. As a reminder, to go to overtime, we would need Giannis to get this wrong, who has yet to come up with an answer. We would need Brody or Carl or both to get it right. Brody, are you going to get uh, this one? Lacey Act infraction involved No, in that. probably not. I, I can't. Oh, God. Giannis has yet to come up with an answer. Carl, are you going to get this one right? I don't think I'm going to. Okay, this man who hosted the outdoor show Spook Nation was sentenced to 30 days in jail in 2013 for a poaching violation. Is anybody going to get this right? I got it right. Okay, Cal's got it. I even know his middle name. (laughs) That's strange. (laughs) (laughs) It was Kansas. I I believe... To Gosh, help you, what Carl. What's that feller's name? One more time. This man who hosted the outdoor show Spook Nation was sentenced to 30 days in jail in 2013 for a poaching violation. Brody, how you feeling? Not good. Like okay. I, I, yeah. Do you have an answer though? Sure. Okay. Giannis, do you think you're going to come up with an answer? No, I'm going to go question marks. So okay. Ready to roll? Is roll, everybody else ready? Blank. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Carl saying 
Bomer. Hayden sang Bomer. Rick sang Old Man Busby. Brody sang Spook Span. Corey without an answer. Cal sang Spook Buffalo Span. Tressa without an answer. Giannis without an answer. The correct answer is Spook Span. Brody wow. got it right, and we are going to overtime play the drop, Phil. Tiebreaker. <laughs> you ain't first, you're last. But that doesn't make any sense at all. You first, you're last. You, you can be second, you can be third, fourth. Hell, you can even be fifth. Yeah, I think there was a like a two buck and one buck state or taking a buck across state lines. Yeah. Um what's that called when there's a one that like there's a word and then the next word has the same kind of sound. What's that? Alliteration? Alliteration? I knew it was that. Uh yeah, That's to count to, to clarify, the jail sentence was the result of multiple poaching violations by Spook in two thousand seven. Spook used a landowner license in Kansas to tag a buck that was killed on a property he didn't own. In two thousand twelve, he was charged in Tennessee for guiding hunters and baiting turkeys while still on probation from the Kansas incident. And in two thousand fourteen, Spook and his wife were arrested for tampering with evidence that was related to the turkey baiting violation. And isn't isn't he's like a pro ex-pro athlete too isn't that part of his deal um, like a basketball guy or mm, something like that i don't know about him he he uh he has the build for it though if he was a former athlete you wouldn't have ex- accepted just spook right no you need to have your last name in there because i uh i gave you his first name in the question here we go overtime the topic kind is of. cooking we're down <laughs> to brody and Giannis. according to a 2021 survey what percentage of Americans eat meat? Now, this is based on an Ipsos polling of 1,018 Americans from across the country. The specific question was, do you include meat as part of your diet? So again, here is the trivia question. According to a 2021 survey, what percentage of Americans eat meat? To one decimal point or what's the deal? Yeah, go to one decimal point. Everyone in the room can play along, but the only answers that matter are Giannis and Brody. And when was the survey? 2021. Hmm. Hmm. Giannis, quick to an answer. Hmm. How do you feel about it? Not going to overthink it. Okay. Just like Wordle, not going to control my and life. You, you here. have to, <laughs> to, to point one decimal points, just making sure. Point one. Go to point one. Brody, you have an answer. Go ahead and reveal your answers from the other folks in the room. We have Carl saying 90%. Hayden saying 81.3. Rick saying 92.1. Corey saying 85.1. Cal saying 76.1. Tressa saying 73. And our two answers left. We have Brody saying, what's that say, Brody? 92.1. 92.1. Giannis saying 80.1. One of you is within three percentage points of the correct answer. The right answer is 89% making Brody no. our winner. Yeah, buddy. Post game. Good 89%. If I had put plaid after Buffalo for that question, I would have gotten that one correct. just want to point that but out. But you didn't, and <laughs> Brody wins. So Brody it hurts. gets to choose where the $500 conservation organization donation goes. So what's it going to be? Uh, let's go Mediator Land Access Initiative. Mm, what do you like about them? <laughs> I heard they, they do good things. I'm not too sure, uh-huh. but, you know, I've heard good Cal, things. Cal, do you have them. any updates on the LAI of meat eaters? Well, we need uh, the land board here in Montana to invest $10 bucks into the project in order to get 
the majority of it across the line because it's a series of permanent conservation easements. Um, I got a really awesome opportunity to speak with all the uh, senators in Northwest Montana. And it sounds like everybody's super on board, even folks that are not typically on board for this sort of a deal, um, which is cool to see. And the governor himself says that he's on board with it. So we just need the land board to follow through. But yeah, we have uh, $200,000 going towards that project. And it's going to tie into, I think at this point, 93,000 acres of, you know, working forest public access. So hunting, fishing snowmobiling, certain amount of wood cutting, kind of historical use for the area. I like it. $500 going to the Meat Eater Land Access Initiative. Well done, Brody. He tripped up on the fry sauce question, but made up for it with Spookspan. Join us next time for more Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. Hey, I'm excited to share our newest sponsor here on the Meat Eater Podcast, which is Poncho Outdoors. The reason I'm excited is I buy their shirts anyways. Dude, they make some good shirts. And they even have an option where if you're like a skinny dude, you can click like the skinny dude thing. It's great. Based in Austin, Texas, Poncho is committed to crafting the world's best outdoor shirts for men. Poncho is only sold on their own website. So head over to ponchooutdoors.com, use code MEATEATER for a free hat or t-shirt with any purchase of a shirt. Poncho offers free shipping and returns, so you can try them out risk-free. Hey, it's Steve here. Are you serious about hunting or self-defense? Well, starting in 1996, XS Sites took proven dot-the-eye sight pictures from firearms used on African safaris and applied that methodology to modern defensive handguns, all made in America and trusted by industry leaders. Meat Eater listeners can get an exclusive discount on the XS Sites website. So just go to xssites.com and use code MEATEATER at checkout for 25% off. XS Sites, the fastest sites in any light.